Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Earl Jake Jilly lose the smoke to Shisha We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Earl Jake Jilly lose the smoke to Shisha We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Welcome to the show Your favorite actor My favorite actor our, Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. I really forgot I was going to pull up that other podcast. You already know. You already know what this means is, or whatever, is this is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, which I'm going to call it the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else, but you can almost, might, maybe guarantee that we might <laughs> mention the individuals who make up the name of this here, John. You already know what it is. Hello. It's your boy, Leo. What? Huh? You probably said something whack. Yeah, Leo Warks your bald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bats in the third... What? <laughs> Where's my head at today? Uh, Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, I ain't said this in a while. Nate Yawine, Belly wow. Rollin', Silk wow. Pajamas, Peter Party Starter, nor the God of Summer, cause as they used to say in NBA ballers, it's getting hot out here. <laughs> uh, who else I is? Uh, NBA ballers. <laughs> uh, who else I is? Uh, Ned Pool. Nate. Uh, um, Nade Wilson. Uh, and Rolly Man. Um, before I get into who I am, I was having a look, looking at Blu-rays um, for the Blu-ray segment at the end, and saw that they released these different old movies, but with Deadpool on the cover. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I didn't, I didn't, had never seen these. They got them at Walmart. I want them, but I feel like I think I have some of those movies. I don't have. Out of these movies, which one would I want? I guess Terminator. You got some collector's items because I know they got one of the. Wait, is it the old Planet of the Apes or the new one? No clue. They got Edward Scissorhands. Nah, I'm good. Anyways, it's your boy Joaquin Pennysworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya Taylor Joy Van Zant. A.K.A. Ty, oh, almost said a Ty Dolla Sign, Kai Dolla Sign, A.K.A. Terry Hightower, Booking Agent K, Fossil Man, A.K.A. Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, A.K.A. Neon Ember, the FPG, tell me if you know what that stands for in the comments, the Word Bender, the Bar Jumper, Uncle Hami. Wouldn't you be my sweet love Sweet love lifetime lifetime I'll be there When you need me Just call and receive me Me, 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 me Me, 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 me me, me, it's all about me. <laughs> nah, don't, don't give him too much. Don't give him too much fire. <laughs> all right, you seen any movies since the last episode? At home, all I think I watched was Deadpool 1. Me and Milkshakes 
watch that because she uh, she uh, we went also saw Deadpool two together. Did she see Deadpool the first Deadpool before? No, not before that. Did she so, like it? Yeah, I think she probably liked her first one better, but had to. Before it started, it had started. I paused it real quick. I'm like, let me try to explain as much as I can real quick. So you that was very tough to explain some of that stuff. That would be tough for anyone to try to take in. Because when you got to say, Ryan Reynolds had played like a version of like Deadpool (laughs) in this movie. But that ain't the real thing. But then he went on and did Green Lantern. And Green Lantern is a DC uh, comics. (laughs) But then that sucked too. And then he, like, explaining all that was very difficult. <laughs> then explaining why the X-Men and stuff ain't with the Avengers and Avengers movies yet. But then at the <laughs> same time, also having the information that Disney bought Fox. It just makes it very difficult. Because like, down the line, they could possibly eventually be in that same universe. But right now, it's just this own little Fox's <laughs> X-Men universe. But then they went back and they erased some of that stuff because it done. that's too difficult. <laughs> But yeah, she, she laughed and stuff through it. She was very unhappy when um, Francis, aka Ajax, didn't wasn't uh, lied about being able to fix Wade Wilson's face. <laughs> it's like the audacity of him to lie about that. And then in Deadpool two, spoiler alert, but I don't feel like holding nothing back for no Deadpool two. <laughs> like that movie, like that, for some reason, like when I went to Avengers, of course, or any Marvel movie, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what they about to do mm-hmm. with Deadpool. Like, I don't care if y'all do if y'all. Have something that's like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Uh-huh. I just expect comedy and a good, a good movie. Yep. But she wanted um, Deadpool to stay dead so she <laughs> could, so he can be with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so that love story because she saw the first one and a short time period with the second one. So she's watched the uh, whatever. Yeah, we uh, we watched Deadpool the first one again to prepare for that. And then I also started watching the unneeded, semi-poorly written, nap time, 13 Reasons Why Season 2. <laughs> that is really, for uh, for people who didn't like Season 1, you hate <laughs> Season 2. I thought, I actually really liked the Season 1. Yeah, I was excited for this Season 2. Until I started, I should have known from that trailer when I was like, this is a subpar trailer. Yeah, I didn't. For some reason, I don't watch trailers for TV shows. <laughs> I barely as is watch trailers for movies lately. I definitely ain't doing it for shows. But yeah, I, I knew once the whole uh, the whole tape incident that that the only aspect was going to be taken out of it and they were going to replace it with Polaroids, which they're doing a very poor job of doing in these first five episodes that I'm through. That is crazy. They've only shown me like two two or three pictures, and it's, I thought it was going to be like a picture per episode. Yeah. Nah, it's just like, oh yeah, pictures are a part of it too. Yeah, I'm about eight in, and if... If I'm not mistaken, I already guessed who I thought would be the other person. That Hannah wasn't the only one. But now I already have, at the moment, I can't remember who I said it was going to be. But yeah, I'm going to finish it sometime this week. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's not looking good. I, when I started the first episode, I looked up the reviews just to see what I was getting myself into. All of them was awful. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. I guess I got something to look forward to these 13 episodes. But and the last episode is 70 minutes. Oh, so it's a movie. Mm-hmm. For one, the 50-something minute episodes as long as is. They because, feel really long. Because think about an hour long on regular TV is 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is an hour, nearly an hour each, and it 
fails. Like, I'm like, oh, I still got 30 minutes left. I was, I fell asleep through some, looked up. I'm like, I know I missed some episodes. Nah, I woke up in the middle uh, at the end of episode two. <laughs> no, I take that as episode three. I'm like, what? I was ready to see the end of this season. <laughs> I was supposed to be happy. Oh, man. All right, before we get into some Deadpool 2 talk, since we both saw it, when we breeze through these movies I watched, uh, also, wait, that was all you watched, right? Yeah, now I can remember. All right, so first up, on Netflix, I was promoting this movie on the last episode, and I believe I called it Dope. I watched Dude, <laughs> starring um, my girl Lucy Hale, uh, Aquafina with the deep voice. Uh, she's in a lot of movies. Storm, a.k.a. Alexandra oh, Ship. Yeah. New Storm. And Second light skin Storm. And uh, some girl. <laughs> and let me just uh, open up by saying this was not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason it'll be ranked on my oh, year end list is just because one of my favorite actresses are in it. <laughs> Other than that, this movie was boo boo. <laughs> Like it, oh man! Well, see some poor writing. The beginning of this movie is filled with poor writing. <laughs> so it starts off with the four friends, aka four ladies, spitting a short freestyle in the car. Well, that would have <laughs> had me turn it off from jump. I ain't never heard Lucy Hale spit bars in her life, uh. and I never want to hear it again. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. Uh, why do they do that? <laughs> like Aquafina, she. Her song ends the movie. I was like, she's an actual rapper. But I still don't want to hear her spit that freestyle yeah. either. I don't want to hear none of them spit a freestyle. So that's an awful way to open up a movie. And then there's this character <laughs> by the name of Thomas. Uh. I was under the assumption that it was Lucy L's boyfriend at first. And then I thought, um, so I thought it was her boyfriend. And then I was like, is it her brother? <laughs> Because I thought her and one of the other girls, that was her. I thought that was her sister at first, and I knew that that the alleged sister. I knew that guy was her brother. So I was like, so then I guess that's your brother. But y'all was giving some awkward glances towards each other. So maybe it's your stepbrother. <laughs> We're about to have some weird, nasty storyline in this. Um, and then they kill him off screen by the screen going black, and they're uh, doing like little car car wreck uh, sound effects. I was like. <laughs> Who is, who is he to y'all? I don't understand who he is to y'all to really care about this guy this much. They do a whack little, not funeral, but uh, after a funeral. So then they move ahead a year. I'm like, who is this dude to make y'all feel this stronger? Because he's clearly about to shape the movie. Um, Let's see. Lucy Hale's character, Lil, she's a very unlikable person. Like, she was very annoying. I feel like she always plays, like, an uptight character. Like, why did they always... Is she typecast it that way or something? Um, oh, yeah, your boy uh, Alex Wolf was in there. <sighs> Not to be mistaken with the very awful Nat Wolf, his and brother. The Naked Brothers band. I, and I was wrong. I kept saying Lucy Hale's, like, around 30, 32. She's only, like, 28, 29. That's still older than what she <laughs> looks and what she's constantly playing. Yeah, because she played an 18-year-old on this. Her and um, that's crazy. Her and Alex Wolf had a love scene in this movie. No, I was disgusted. <laughs> like, you gotta set your standards high. Don't go for one of the Wolf brothers, uh, <laughs> and he's like twenty. You need, <laughs> dang, you need Ansel Elgar or something. Hey. Somewhere high standards. Uh, what else? There was. Oh yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, one of the twists in the movie was gonna be Lil's character was crushed on the girl. I thought it was her sister because they had also some odd glances and conversations going on. I was like, oh, so y'all gonna like actually get together at the end? I was wrong. Um, 
Uh, Aquafina's character had a nasty relationship with a teacher in the movie. Um, <laughs> there was a whole daddy issue scenario that kept being brought up, but then it wasn't mater- didn't materialize into anything big. There was a rape scene that happened that no one really cared about. <laughs> um, what else do we have? It wasn't funny. And this movie had like a message, but just the poorness uh. surrounding the movie just just diluted that whole thing. Okay, then I watched Deadpool, then I watched, that's continuing my Blu-ray marathon, then I watched Deadpool 2, then uh, continuing my Blu-ray marathon, I watched Laggy, starring my girl Kara Knightley, uh, the Academy Award winning Sam Rockwell, and who else, Chloe Grace Moretz. It was a good movie. I still enjoy it. I thought Kara Knightley did a really good job as a 20-something-year-old girl who really ain't got her life figured out, but she done, she's done found herself almost about to get married and then just basically takes a little break from life by spending time at this little girl's house with her dad and all that. So it's a nice little wholesome indie flick. Uh, on HBO, I watched Fahrenheit 451 starring the Michael B. I forgot that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Without spoiling much, I read the. I remember reading the book in high school. So I thought, I mean, I don't, I don't read, but I, can, I like this life where you burn all the books. Because books is trash. I don't read <laughs> books. So I'm ignorant. Uh, without giving too much away, with the star power of Michael B and Michael Shannon, I expected some good stuff. If they weren't in this movie, this movie is whack. <laughs> I was like, Michael B, for this to be your little first producing outing, this ain't really uh, ain't really what I was expecting. But, I mean, it's cool. They they don't, they don't like, knock it out the park when it comes to acting. They just, like, they kind of, like, dialed it in a little bit. But it has its moments but it really does feel like one of those hbo movies that don't win awards you know you got like <laughs> behind the candelabra or whatever that oh, yeah. movie that won awards <laughs> this one just feels like oh this just feels like a made for tv movie hey come on michael b and he does something in this movie that's typical um yeah like i said it's just too slow for my liking but since it got michael b and michael shannon who are two great actors it ain't a bad movie um i think it's sitting at like a 32 percent on rotten tomatoes or something whack and then last but not least, before Deadpool, I watched Life of the Party. Now, I got to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I come on this podcast all the time and talk about how when Melissa McCarthy and her husband, Ben Falcone, get together, they make nothing but duty. <laughs> Tammy was terrible. The boss was awful. <laughs> Maybe the route isn't rated R comedies. Maybe, shockingly, they have to go down to PG-13 okay. comedies. Because this movie was actually good. I was surprised (laughs) because when it opens up and she plays that happy-go-lucky mom, I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) this movie about to be not funny. But she dips in and out of that personality, thank goodness, and it it makes it's better for the movie. So as the movie goes forward, it actually gets better and becomes more enjoyable. The storyline, besides the fact that she's going to school and being with her daughter and getting into some shenanigans, ain't really strong. But it's a fun movie, so I was actually very thoroughly impressed. Her daughter looks like she's about 30, <laughs> playing like a 21-ish character, so that was throwing me off through the movie. Right. There's a very hilarious divorce mediation scene with Melissa McCarthy, uh, her husband in the movie. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, Maya Rudolph and the mom from uh, Modern Family, Claire. I always forget her name. Julie Bond. Yeah, so that scene was very funny. Uh Oh, yeah, you don't watch Silicon Valley, do you? No. Well, the Asian dude on that show, 
he was in this movie playing the daughter's girlfriend. That was very odd. Because on <laughs> Silicon Valley, he takes on a very stereotypical Asian accent. <laughs> and the way he acts on there is night and day from how he was on this. So it's just weird seeing him just be a normal person. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Yeah, there was like some tidbits of information or little plot details that were thrown in that didn't really come to fruition like they thought they should. Guess who made a surprise or a, a appearance out of nowhere in this movie? One girl from uh, Sweet Life on Deck that she got a little spinoff where she was the babysitter. Oh, girl from the two shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was the the mean girl in this movie. Didn't know, they had, uh, didn't know they had Mean Girls like that in college. I, I went to college. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> old style. So that felt like a high school trope. So that was annoying. Um, and the way they were so embracing of her as the mom and being cool was a very weird. I, like, I spent a nice chunk of time in college, and I don't think it would have went down like this if some old lady came through with her bright, loud sweaters. <laughs> um, who else was the whole cast was funny. Jillian Jacobs was Gillian Jillian. Whatever her name is. Gillian. She was funny from Love and Community and all that. She was funny in the movie. Like I said, Maya Rudolph was funny. Melissa McCarthy was funny. I mean, like I said, the movie started off troubling, but turned it around, and it was a <laughs> nice sight to see. I was I was thoroughly impressed. So I got to give it up to them. Maybe they should just start making PG-13 movies, like I said, and stay away from R-rated movies <laughs> if they want to pair up together, because I guess that vulgarity, they just don't know how to do it yeah, right. They get wild or something. All right, now moving on to the bell of the ball, as you would say. I uh, would never say that because <laughs> I'm not like that. Deadpool 2 came out. All right, so uh, just, just to start off, what was, your, what was the funniest joke that you can remember from this movie? Funniest joke? I know one observation I was making when I watching uh, the first Deadpool uh, again, I was like, this movie may be too funny. <laughs> it was, I didn't know that was that's rarely possible. I'm like, it's too many times you got to laugh in this movie, and I don't know if that's necessarily good. But and uh, this one, it was a lot of funny stuff in it. I can't think of once. Sp- obviously, that uh, end credits scene was real funny. That was got a big reaction from the crowd. Yeah, uh, see, I, see well, we talked about this, I think, on the last episode where they were talking about how that's the greatest end credit scene of all time. It was great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I'm not going to try to think of anything that yeah. I can spe- specifically say is better, but that- something about saying it's the greatest of all time <laughs> yeah. makes me look at it different. Yeah, and with the whole, I, would, I wish they would have did, I'm just, since the director said it was canon, I know it's, it's hard, what you expect from a Deadpool movie isn't like, them to really take everything so seriously so them making the end credit scene canon is cool but I kind of wish they would have did something else with uh, what's her name's character his girl what is her name Vanessa Vanessa like so we're most likely going to see her again but I feel like she's got the short end of the stick on the past these past two movies especially this one so hopefully I think I hope they since they decided to make the ending canon. I hope they make up for it in the end in the third movie by actually her fulfilling her potential of being I was say she's a superhero. Yeah, of copycat. So I hope they do that. That's the only that's the only good part I thought about her that part of the in credit scene. But besides that the two little pop culture 
kills that they did i thought yeah, were funny. very good and hilarious and expected now i think they should put an end to that joke though yeah now they can they they probably needed to do it one last time get out mm-hmm. of their system now they can right it's, it's fine that's a perfect ending for it too yep like because it doesn't exist anymore in those in that world yep. and so that's dope so i hope they stick to that because if you're going to go and do that and then it's time to find different things to joke about because there's plenty of stuff, I mm-hmm. some of the funniest stuff I thought besides that was the Passion of the Christ reference. Ah, that was funny. I thought that was a dope detail joke about how Passion of the Christ is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, but yeah. Deadpool is like right around it. Um, you have to know for people who don't know box office stuff. Yeah, they was getting like they did in the first one. They was getting deep into like you really had to know mm-hmm. about certain stuff for these jokes, and those make it all more funnier when you mm-hmm. actually know about it. They also made a lot of references to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Callbacks. The X Men cameo I thought was one of the funniest portions of the funny. movie. The fact that Simon Kenberg or whatever his name is directed that part is crazy. They probably did it from it's probably from Dark Phoenix. I'm about to say the, them bringing in uh, the director of Dark Phoenix and whatever all these X Men movies that they gotten bad again <laughs> <laughs> to do that one little scene was funny. The that only, scene was funny. Only problem is since they had uh, what's his name. Or not, it wasn't they. All of them. What uh, what universe or what timeline is this in? We won't get detailed, and yeah. it makes it not and funny. No telling. <laughs> but that's just what that's what you have to expect yeah. from Deadpool. And they definitely had to do that because, like he was saying in the movie, the other X Men are never mm-hmm. seen in that mansion, <laughs> which is funny because this one had a budget of a hundred and ten million, yeah, where the first see. one was like five, or. Something real low. I think it was like 30? It 30. Was for 25, something like that. It was something. And you could tell because like the scope of this movie is so much bigger. Yeah, the first one only took place in two spots. <laughs> That's crazy. And that is a blockbuster superhero movie. That Because how they did it was dope. They had the beginning scene take place over a long period of time. So they cut it in chunks so it feels like it's different. And then go back and forth. Which... Might be why I think, in my opinion right now, I think I might like the second one more than the first one. Because the first one, first one's like that. It's a classic just because it's the first of its kind. It was very funny. The action that they did have was dope. And Ryan Reynolds killed it. They all killed it. This one is, to me, as funny or if not funnier and has better action. And the scope is broader and, like, better characters and stuff like that. I mean, the storyline isn't better because I did not like that kid. Oh, yeah. He was annoying. I don't know if it was his voice, <laughs> the fact that he was like a thousand pounds. <laughs> it was just, he was annoying. I was like hoping for an actual villain, but the rest of the movie made up for that little annoyance. But like, those are the reasons why, off of just one viewing, it's higher up there for me, but I could easily go back and forth and change my mind. It was a good movie, though. Um,. That cracked me up. I didn't. I didn't realize it when I first saw it, or seeing it in the theater that first time that that was uh, Ryan Reynolds was playing Juggernaut. It was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That is crazy. Because <laughs> so now he is two people, and because <laughs> that's how you save money. Uh huh. Spend money on the CGI like you got to go in the suit. And I was reading Ryan Reynolds did a whole lot of stuff making this movie since this is like his little passion project. Uh, just from coming up with ideas to talking to the other cast members, pitching stuff to them. Like he really finally getting his little writing credit because you know he came up with a whole lot of because mm-hmm. he's basically Wade Wilson in real life. Yeah, this was the role he was born to play. So it's, glad, it's good to see that it's actually taken off like it is. 
Um, What's that? it called? Alan Tudyk and uh, Matt Damon as the was it called when Cable first time traveled back and they was talking about toilet paper or whatever. Them that country, when they when he was uh, in the country and they was in front of that truck. That was Matt Damon. I believe so. I was That's like, their, I was re- their voices sounded super familiar. Matt Damon is the king. Yeah, he's one of the ratnecks <laughs> at the pickup truck. He is the king of cameos. <laughs> That's gonna be that's his new name, King Cameos, because he's in all these big blockbuster movies. I, I knew it had to be somebody because why would they put so much uh-huh. focus on? <laughs> even though that conversation they was having was funny, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then he had Brad Pitt's cameo yeah, that was the a, Vanisher. <laughs> the fl- I knew he was. That scene was funny. <laughs> that whole entire X Force. That was. That was an X Force scene is classic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. You and think? they hit us with the okie doke because all in the trailers and stuff. Uh-huh. There's a whole bunch of different action scenes with all of them. That's the thing now. Everybody gonna be shooting fake scenes for movies. <laughs> Avengers did it. This one. This one too did it. The reasoning for this one is hilarious. Terry Crews going on interviews and pump, pumping this movie up. That was like, funny. Fam, have you seen the movie? <laughs> They really had to pay you to hit you with the okie doke. They was bragging like, you getting that Marvel money. Uh-huh. Like, are you? That was funny. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. And like, I knew the Vanisher was going to be somebody big because the way they just kept yeah. paying attention to him. Um, no, these characters, these people did good. Meaning Josh Brolin and Zossie Beats, they did good. Uh-huh. But when people say they are the standouts of the movie... Let's pump the brakes. They just <laughs> all did good. Yeah, they weren't like they didn't have like stand up or standout material because it's clearly written for uh, Deadpool. It's a be. Deadpool movie. <laughs> X Force movie. We'll see them more. Yeah, they'll have their moment. I mean, the, the moments they had were cool. But yeah. when I was reading them early reviews, talking about how oh, Cable and Domino are the best parts of the movie, Cable was cool. Like he's supposed to, Josh Brolin. He rarely misses. Yep. So. But he, he just delivered the movie. He didn't really have to do much. He had to just get bulky. And yep. he just delivered it in his deep, groggly Josh Brolin voice. Uh-huh. I like that they, uh, which he tried to change it a little bit from Thanos. So oh, yeah. It's a- this was like action, old school yeah, action star groggly. Thanos actually had like, yeah. that's just his natural. He's a real person. That's yeah. just how he talked. And but I like that they made the joke about him only being like 5'8". Yeah, because <laughs> obviously Cable's big in the comic books. When he was walking which, over, which huh. made me want them to have a bit go back and when they changed, or went back in time for him to come back and be a different, bigger actor. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But when or they CGI him like they did Ryan Reynolds as Juggernaut, mm-hmm, do like one scene of him, then he come back small again and make a joke about it. But that scene when he was walking towards the rednecks, you really saw how short he was. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he is, it's very tiny. Let me do what I like to do on each episode of the podcast, basically. Look up celebrities' heights. <laughs> I need the confirmation. Um, let's see what else. Why are you looking that up? Of course, they had to start the movie with a funny Logan reference. This has him at 5'10". Mm, that's debatable. He has been married three times. Jeez, bro. He's probably yeah. about to get married again after he sees this new, this new uh, fame uh-huh. rise up. Gotta get your new girl for the new fame. He he kind of young compared to all the other Marvel. He's oh, fifty. That's that's like young compared to fifty and just started. I mean, his Thanos role about to be over next yeah, year. He just but, turned fifty, but he about to be with X Force for a little bit. They mm-hmm. do multiple movies. Lucky Lisa, if his hair start turning gray in real life, he ain't got to Cable's right. hair is already that color. <laughs> I feel like some of these actors who are like super in shape in this old age, they're gonna live to like a hundred and something. Uh huh. 
I mean, unless, y'all, unless I just really lose it by the time y'all hit like 60 or 70. Josh Brolin bulked up at the age of 50. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I can't even do it at the ripe age of 12 that I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we all know that's not true. Uh, um, I thought the one of my another one of my favorite scenes is the James Bond style opening credit sequence. Oh yeah, just just the whole vibe. Like if you've seen the James Bond movies, they always got those uh, artsy fartsy opening with the credits, and then to put having Deadpool and then the funny name for all the people in the movie oh, yeah, again. Like first, huh? That was dope. Um, like I said, I thought the action was better in this movie. Thanks, it had a lot more action than I yeah, give that budget. Mm-hmm. And to, when they hired a action centric director, yeah, yeah, able to. David Leach. Uh, I like the little the Juggernaut song. That oh, was yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> that was funny. I'm glad they actually made the Juggernaut the Juggernaut this time around, unlike in X Men Three. Yeah, <laughs> they was. What was they doing back in that X Men Three X Men Origins era? And I was. I just recently started looking at a picture of the new, well, the X-Men that are in the Dark Phoenix and stuff. Seeing all those blue characters look pretty ridiculous. Beast, Nightcrawler, Mystique. Mystique. And they were all on one side when I didn't like that. Like, chill. You know, big family. Chill. But, uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, I like that. Deadpool kind of makes the characters look more, like, comic booky and cartoonish almost, What? Them actually making Juggernaut big and Colossus is big, mm-hmm. so I kind of like that. And and Deadpool's costume is exactly how it's supposed to look, and I like that. I don't know if this was on purpose or anything, but at the end where or towards the end where Fire Fist or throws that flame at him or whatever, and his he's all dusty and his costume looks gray. That's the same uh, Deadpool's costume and X-Force is a gray costume. Uh-huh. So I felt like that could have been a reference. Yeah, it was probably like a little nod or Easter egg since they yeah. probably ain't going to do that in the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do it one time for you see if y'all real fans notice because I didn't. I thought the, my favorite fight in the movie was probably the Colossus versus Juggernaut fight. Yeah, sweet. Just off of like technique and stuff. I thought that was real dope. There was some very odd uh, obvious CGI moments just like in the first one you could tell that the budget was cheap. This one once again you can tell like oh yeah they really working with some tight constraints in some areas like when the plane the X-Men plane or whatever was flying to go see Fire Fist for the first time. Just certain stuff like that. I noticed it. I'm not too annoyed by it cuz the rest of the movie is good, but and I know what they're working with, so they got to cut corners in some areas. And it almost works with a type of movie like this that's jokey-jokey. You can all, I'm surprised they haven't made a joke. But they did in the trailer with the CGI with the cables. Oh, yeah. That was funny. I thought they, they should have kept that in that movie or do something again like it because I think that would fit well within the whole frame of the movie. It would be a funny little break. But like I said, that the, the, the cheap looking stuff sometimes works in this movie's not favor but it works where you just like ah eh, whatever um yeah so i thought this was just a great movie uh like i said it's up there with the first one if not better i gotta definitely see it again catch some jokes and whatnot yeah, it was real good and so that leaves solo with a uh tough task on his hands yep. to follow these two giant blockbusters up yeah because i was worried about this movie with one just seeing the commercials and thinking it was too many characters in it with the way it was made you can clearly see <laughs> like all right it wasn't yeah, what it looked it. and then but seeing that the rotten tomato score was lower it's still a high, pretty high rotten tomato score but this movie is just in all 
it's just childish. It's very childish. And what is it at eighty four percent? Yeah, I think. something like that. That the rest of that percentage just don't respect. For one, they probably don't. They probably oh, they probably don't like these type of superhero movies, and they probably definitely don't like the fact that it's super childish. Yeah. So y'all can just go and watch your your Dark Knights and your Dark Knight Rises. Oh, and your <laughs> Batman Begins over and over again. Yeah. Get your little dark, serious comic book movies and leave us with this. We'll be all right. But it's definitely a dope movie. One of my favorite movies of the year so far. It's going to be a tussle to see which of these three gigantic blockbusters are going to uh, where they sit at at the top of my list. Because they will be towards the top. Mm -hmm. Unless we get a bunch of indie movies that are great. And we all know when uh, Infinity Wars came out, I said after that episode, or on that episode, that this was already guaranteed number one on the list. So moving on. Battle for two. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther and Deadpool. Unless, unless Ant-Man and the Wasp is crazy. Ant-Man looks fun. Even <laughs> though I say I don't really want it now after. I mean, that, that feeling is starting to wear off. Yeah, because we got Deadpool in there. We're going, some time is going to pass yeah. by. Uh, Black Panther just came back on, on Blu-ray. So Which I haven't me. got yet. So I see it in the front room in there on Blu-ray. Yeah. It, it's, it, look, it looks to be, appeared to be watched already. <laughs> Uh, just don't take that with out. me. Like, thanks. <laughs> Good looking. Um, yeah, so. Is there anything else from this movie? Uh, I can't think of. I did. I mean, I really did like Domino's character, though. Yeah. Some people said they didn't like uh, how they had her as much, but I just figured she didn't doesn't have enough time yet, so. What else did they want from her? They said they didn't showcase her powers like they just showed her being lucky instead of. That might be where her actual powers are in the <laughs> for this type of thing because like they switched cable up a lot. Yeah. So maybe this is their form of domino. And they can make it work. They can just literally say that she's just lucky, but then have her do all the stuff she knows how to do. Yeah, I mean she can fight, yeah. and she's lucky. So that's enough superhero for a ground like a these like lower tier type of heroes yeah, that he basically she just can't die <laughs> and that's good that's good enough yeah, so so she look at Atlanta they got a little hits uh, Donald Glover got solo coming out got and then number uh, one record uh, Paperboy got Hotel Artemis coming out uh, what's his name got a uh, that funny looking movie yeah, with can't Tessa even, Thompson. Can't even remember it. That movie was real funny. Yeah, that movie was good. <laughs> and she got this and got another one movie in America. Got a great TV show. Well, that little four. And only four people on that show. Basically. And there's been episodes where none of them are on it. That episode with the Fubo. That episode was funny. I knew it was going to get dark. Uh-huh. But that, took, that really took me back to like, that's how kids are. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the different stripes. <laughs> he got on Phoebe. <laughs> So this is from Belgium. <laughs> this is fake. <laughs> that was funny, and then I finally watched the season finale. Like, dang, he's lethal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put the Desi in his back. Ow. <laughs> like, yikes. Uh, that was crazy. That show really does a good job of being on normal, like you don't know what the genre is, and then at the end, it get real dark uh-huh. lately. <laughs> I guess that's the type of risk you can take when you had a, such a successful first season. Then why couldn't they just let him do Deadpool? Yeah. I don't. I really don't understand I where don't the get it. where the problem was. That's that's bizarre. Like y'all let him do whatever he wants with Atlanta. Uh huh. But I guess like a known property like Deadpool, people over at Fox were like, "Hey, ch- chill." We don't like him making Deadpool black. Yeah, chill with that black dialogue. We don't want that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember what I was gonna say. 
I'm over here trying to look. I'm looking through all these different uh, iterations of the X Force team, and I cannot find the one with Deadpool in it. Make uh, it the one with Deadpool in the first one I see is Archangel, Deadpool, Phantomax, Psylocke, and Wolverine. Well, uh, Hugh Jackman should come back for one of those movies. Really should. I felt like he was going to be in this. Kind of was. Yeah. The, he looked crazy. <laughs> that took some serious. It took them forever to get Wolverine right. <laughs> <laughs> it took 17 years, and we got it. And then left. Deuces. <laughs> funny all right so moving on to some topics for this week first we got to start out with our name this bracket later the next participant is of course the man with the number one movie in america right now and that is ryan reynolds so this week we're doing his best movie um all right so it was a sabrina the teenage witch movie Dang. Melissa Joan Hart started it too? Oh, so that's a spinoff. Oh, it was a, it was a TV movie. Okay. Alright, so he was in that, I guess. So he's been acting since 93. Yeah. He's had a lot of movies in the 2000s. He's been busy. <laughs> Alright, so National Lampoon's Van Wilder or... Oof. What is this? Have, have you seen this? Have you seen The In-Laws? I doubt it. Michael Douglas and Albert, Albert Brooks. Nah, that's one of the old people movies. <laughs> National Lampoon's Van Wilder or, or Harold Kumar Go to White Castle. This is his best movies. Mm-hmm. Harold Kumar. Harold Kumar or Blade Trinity. <laughs> Harold Kumar. Over time, back in the day, probably said Blade Trinity. Harold <laughs> uh, Kumar or the Amityville Horror. Harold Kumar. Ain't Chloe Grayson Reds in that Amityville Horror? This was back in 2005, so she would have she been a little girl. very young. Yep. She played Chelsea Lutz. How old was she? <laughs> she was she was, was born in 97. This movie came out in 2003 or 5. Uh, 5. All right, so she was she was 12. <laughs> if my math is correct. All right. So you said Harold and Kumar? Mhm. Harold and Kumar are waiting. Which is an underrated comedy. Yeah. Whew. Dang, he filled up 2005 with underrated, uh-huh. two underrated comedies. I'm going to go with Harold and Kumar because it was so different. All right. And then <laughs> this Just Friends really might be one of my favorite comedies of all time <laughs> when it comes down to it. Because that movie is so over the top. But all right. Harold and Kumar are Just Friends. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen Just Friends. With uh, the movie with him and Amy Smart. And Anna Ferris. I know I've I've seen some of it. Okay, I can't I cannot remember if I've seen it all the way through because yeah. it always used to come on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. That movie <laughs> is hilarious, but Harold Kumar is probably better. Yeah. All right, Harold Kumar or under I probably don't like this movie no more, but back in the day it was an underrated action movie, Smoking Aces. I'm gonna go Harold and Kumar. What is the nines? Uh, why is he sniffing his wrist on the poster? That's weird. <laughs> All right, um... The cocaine wrists. All right, Harold and Kumar or Definitely Maybe. Did you see that? And is that what Abigail Breslin? Yep. Uh, Harold and Kumar. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar or Adventureland? I forgot about that movie. Yeah, Harold and Kumar. I don't think I've seen Adventureland. I actually got that on DVD. I got a... What's her name? Kristen Wiig, Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen uh, Stewart, Bill, Bill Hader... Hader. 
That was pretty. That movie was funny. Um, all right. So you said Harold and Kumar, Harold yeah. and Kumar, or X Men Origins Wolverine. Harold and Kumar. Okay. Um, Harold and Kumar or the proposal. Proposal is what Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar. Harold. And- I remember it, it was a big deal because Sandra Bullock was much older than Ryan Reynolds. So how old is Sandra Bullock? Because Ryan Reynolds is what forty. He has to be at around there. Um, I did, he stars in a movie called he started a movie called Paper Man. That, what is that? That has Emma Stone in it. Now on the oh yeah, I remember that movie. I gotta go. Back. I Ryan Reynolds is forty one and he's six two, and he's married to Blake Lively and he used to be married to Scarlett Johansson. They were married. I believe so. Scarlett Johansson them in with the big dogs. Why uh-huh. is she settling for my guy off of uh, Joe's? <laughs> he must he must be real funny when they offset. Sandra Bullock is fifty three. It's not that bad. Yeah, she could play uh, Cable's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why was Cable so? Uh, he didn't really care about his daughter after he saved their lives. He wasn't really in the mood to go back to them. I say that's how confident he was that his plan was going to work. I guess. Because <laughs> he was like, well, it's broken. <laughs> he really didn't care. Yeah. He was satisfied with his new family. Uh-huh. But because it like got that. fixed and the time was turned around, he can go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, why didn't um, Way go back into before he his face got all destroyed? He must really like being Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all the rest of the X-Force is alive. <laughs> Are they? Or they should. But I know what's his name is yeah, alive. Yeah, Peter's alive. I was, I was, if he would have went back and stood there and let everybody else die still. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Uh, so you said which one's better, Proposal or Harold and Kumar? Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar or Buried? That's when he in the coffin. I like Buried. <laughs> that was a really good movie. I haven't seen it in years. It makes me want to say Buried is his best because Harold and Kumar is not even his movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which do I like? I was, I, mean, just, we, I was just thinking about Buried. You're going to switch a movie on this very oh, yeah, That's episode, right. So. Buried. All right. Buried or Green Lantern? Green buried. Lantern. Okay. That's odd. Bar- no one. <laughs> Back in the day, I was defending Green Lantern. I'm like, his costume has to be CGI. It's the way his ring works. <laughs> Walking out the movie. I think Tony was like, that was whack. I was like, it was good. <laughs> Couple months later, like, nah, that movie's not good. Oh man! All right, buried or another underrated comedy, in my opinion, the Change Up. Change Up is Jason Bateman mm-hmm. and Olivia Wilde, and I'm gonna say else. the Change Up because it doesn't matter ultimately. <laughs> the Change Up or Safe House. Okay. Change Up, is that Denzel? Mm-hmm. The Change Up or Ted? Ted <laughs> for his little brief road. See, now I forgot he was in Ted. I thought it was a shoo-in, but he got some good movies. He got a better career than I thought he did. I thought uh-huh. he was struggling before uh, Deadpool. It was just the R.I.P.D.s, uh-huh. the, the badly reviewed movies that he was in that jacked things up. All right, Ted or The Croods? Ted. Ted or Turbo? <laughs> I forgot he did this snail movie. Yeah. Ted. Ted or R.I.P.D.? Ted. Ted For some reason, I didn't mind RPD too much because I saw the potential. Now, <laughs> obviously, because that wasn't a necessarily a good move and it didn't make the money, potential was shut down. Ted or The Voices? Oh, oh I like The Voices. The Voices. The Voices. <laughs> Only because, like I said, it don't really matter. <laughs> what the heck is The Captive? The 
have to have. It's a Canadian thriller. Oh, uh, he was went ahead and threw his country a bone. With Scott Speedman and Rosario Dawson. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, you said The Voices or A Million Ways to Die in the West. The Voices. What is Mississippi Grind? Oh, yeah. That movie got... That's where he met uh, that little chubby boy, I believe. I believe that dude that played Russell or Firefist was in that movie. That is. Because we got Ben Middleson, a.k.a. guy who always plays villains except for him plays Mind Pines. <laughs> Sienna Miller, Alfre Woodard. Okay. All right, so The Voices or What is Woman in Gold? That's that movie with... Uh, Mirror Helen Mirren, I believe. Yep, yep. <laughs> like a smart movie. Oh yeah, biographical, biographical drama. All right, so voices or selfless, aka time or in time. Oh yeah, the voices. Voice. I like the voices. An underrated movie. I still haven't watched it yet. Voices or Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool or Criminal. What's Criminal? You got it, so. All the movies I just uh, knew the, <laughs> knew what they were, and I don't know what this movie is. It's got Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones. This is on demand. <laughs> no, I remember this coming out, but it was very quick. Yeah, Deadpool. Oh yeah, I remember because he died in like within the first ten minutes of this movie. Yes. And they tried to sell it as he was starring in it because it cause came right after Deadpool. Oh yeah, that always be happening. All right, all right. So you said Deadpool, Deadpool, or Life? Deadpool. Deadpool or Hitman's Bodyguard? Deadpool. Deadpool or Deadpool 2? And see, this is this is too fresh. Just say Deadpool. Alright, Deadpool. Now I always gotta go back and make sure these movies aren't being reselected. Hell yeah. Because if it is, Deadpool 2. Yeah, nope, we're good. Alright, so Deadpool is moving on to the I'll name this bracket later. Yeah, the right Got a, a quietly a good, yeah, got a good film crew. He got Ted, even though that was an uncredited role, but he was still in there for a <laughs> second. And then next year, what's he gonna give us? Detective Pikachu. So we know it's gonna be his That's best crazy. movie. He got Detective Pikachu. He got Clue. He got. They better make Clue right like they're talking about. He got he a busy Deadpool man. three. He Leonardo DiCaprio. He got his next few years wrapped up. Uh huh. All right, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> he wanted to do it. I can only imagine how this movie. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I know it would be real funny if it wasn't a family movie, but obviously this has to be for kids. Yeah, but I, he, I just can't picture him doing kids' movies anymore. Yeah. It just seems difficult. All right. So, all right. So now we're in the final four of the April Fool's bracket. We It's almost June, and we still ain't finished yet, but we're about to wrap it up this episode. So last week, or last round was the psych. So now we got to pick the best movie of these two matchups. First up, in the final four, taking place in like California or something, we got Shrek 2 going against The Hangover Part 2. What is the better movie? Shrek 2. All right, Shrek 2 is going to the championship. Who would have thunk it? All right, who's going to meet Shrek 2 in the finals? Your nom or your... Nominees are Meet the Fockers or Secret Life of Pets. Which one is funnier? This is a tough one. Because <laughs> this ain't Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents was hilarious. It was the next two sequels that was like, what ifs? Secret Life of Pets is also. It's like, eh. Secret Life of Pets. Right, I suppose. Secret Life of Pets is moving on to the chip. No chocolate. 
do not make me bring up last week's episode again. You said yeah. Black Panther. Now you're saying chocolate. I don't know what you're trying uh, to... Oh, no. You're speaking in codes. Hey, weirdo. No yeah. sickness. You said codes. I said sickness. Okay. All right. So in the championship, we got in one corner. Yeah, I done switched to boxing. It's Shrek <laughs> 2. And in the next corner, it's the secret life of pets battling it out. This is for <laughs> who's funniest. Nah, that nah, was switching back. Okay. To the psych. Right. That's the proper way to end the April Fool's Day bracket. <laughs> psych. Which one of these movies should have not been made compared to the other. And this person will take home the title of the April Fool's Day bracket winner. And that movie will move on to something else down the line. Secret Life of Pets should not have been made. All right. And your champion in the April Fool's Day bracket out of all this <laughs> is the Secret Life of Pets. That shows that's a right in the middle movie. Uh-huh. It's funny, kind of. <laughs> but it's like it didn't need to be made. Oh man! And then just for that, it's prize for y'all. You get a sequel to it soon. So, yep. <laughs> congratulations to the Secret Life of Pets. You are now moving on to bigger and better things. Yep, you are in the list of winners. Let me see if I can quickly pull this up of our other bracket winners. We've done a few of them. Let me see. Let me see. I hope I don't gotta scroll too far down in my notes because I quit it. Uh, brackets. 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 Might give me some drink. Because <laughs> I am struggling. Okay. Now, here we go. Podcast bracket winners. For our Fashion and Furious bracket, the winner was A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> I don't remember what the. <laughs> I don't know how, know how it got there, but it won. All right. You said it was the Fast and Furious bracket? Yeah. All right. So we got to quickly guess who from that movie was in Fast and Furious. Charlie Throne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then for the April Fool's Day bracket, or no, I'm sorry, I just skipped over one. For the Guardians of the Galaxy bracket, the winner was Fast and the Furious 6. <laughs> How it won it? Don't ask me. So joining them in the bracket winning circle is The Secret Life of Pets. That movie don't fit in. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, A Million Ways to Die in the West wasn't necessarily great, or it was definitely the movie that killed, that and Ted 2 killed uh, Seth MacFarlane's movie career. Hopefully the Orville being a success will jump that back up, but... They should, I mean, they, they, they let a girl do it. <laughs> yeah, w- these next two Star Trek movies are directed by odd people. Uh-huh. A girl... And <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Secret Life of Pets. Moving on. All right, time to jump into some quick topics for this week. The big news that dropped today. Jelly. Jake Gyllenhaal, the man himself, is in talks to star in the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming, which dropping next summer. He's in talks to play villain Mysterio. Yep. And who's also going to be in that movie? Michael Keaton is going to reprise his role as Vulture, which got yep. people thinking, are they going to have Sinister Six in the movie? They're setting it up, that's for sure. All right, so first question I got for you. We'll go back. We'll come back to the Sinister Six thing, but will Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio be the best villain the MCU has ever seen? 
I mean, we he's, the MCU is getting better with Michael Keaton's Vulture, Michael B's Killmonger, Josh Brolin's Thanos. They on a roll right now. Will, no butter, but uh, I would have said they on a roll right now. A will. This is way worse. See? <laughs> I was gonna get real detailed, but I didn't feel like your brain capacity could handle it. Uh, no. Uh, what about I don't. Uh, I don't. Would he be the? He has the potential. It's just it's more of the character that has me think not knowing if this will be the best one because he's playing one uh not the most popular Spider-Man villain. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be up there. It's hard to top Michael B. And in my opinion, I like. Josh Brolin as Thanos a whole lot, so mm-hmm. it's be pretty hard. But if anybody can do it, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Especially, I need to see how he's gonna play it and how Mysterio's gonna look and the backstory. But I'm pretty sure with how well they did Falk, oh, I almost said Falcon Vulture, <laughs> that I'm pretty sure they could do the exact same with Mysterio. See, let me uh, let me bring out my pom poms for Jake Jilly. Jilly, um. He got some tough competition, but the reasons he can do it, besides the simple fact that he's one of the greatest actors of all time, not let alone this generation, but he's going to play a villain. He don't usually play villains. I can't... Nightcrawler, his character Nightcrawler might be the closest he's played to a villain off of just a quick thought. He don't really play villains too much. He plays like troubled people, but I think Nightcrawler was the first person who like you would consider a villain almost and he wasn't even really a villain he was just a bad person um so him playing a villain seeing his acting talents taking on a villain will be dope you got the marvel brand behind him that already gives him points mm-hmm. they're definitely gonna have to ground this villain mysterio because he ain't gonna have that bubble head yeah. that he usually has so it's gonna be interesting to see them do that so as long as they don't put him in a wacky looking costume or a wacky looking get up I think him just playing a villain and him bouncing off of Tom Holland, seeing those two great actors go back and forth, just based on what we've seen with Tom Holland and Michael Keaton and how Michael Keaton brought that role of the Vulture to life, I think will be dope. So in my opinion, Jake Gyllenhaal is a better actor than Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's great, don't get me wrong, but Jake Gyllenhaal is something special. So seeing him do this in his first superhero movie. That's crazy. Like he had attempts to be superheroes. He almost took over for Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2 and Tobey Maguire was injured. Mm-hmm. He almost he did like a little screen test for Batman. Yep. So, seeing him actually play the antagonist, he's probably going to let all that anger out that he did when he wasn't getting them roles. Yep. And his He'll probably make it a one and done. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's like this is my uh this is my compromise. Y'all beg for me to do these movies. I'm going to do a superhero movie. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to play the villain because I don't want to play. I don't want to sign up for these long, extended roles of playing a superhero. So he I th- probably sat back, watched uh, Heath Ledger, watched Michael B., watched mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, and was like, all right, so you can be a, a a big star and make the villain real good in the memorable part and then dip out. In uh, Heath Ledger's case... He dipped he out. Literally. Really did that, but <laughs> all right, Fee. Yeah, I don't want Jake Gyllenhaal to do that. Yeah. Go that far. Do like uh, Michael B. Go do get real buff, movie. huh? That did, I didn't have that game set up for this weekend. Even if I did, we did Michael well, B. What, last week. What game are you talking about? Oh, that little nasty setup <laughs> game you had last week. It wasn't a setup. It was. 
Hey, it was just a game about your true feelings. I was just I'm I'm cool with giving people compliments. You mm. was trying to make it weird. Nah. Um, no homo. Okay, here we go. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I think like we were just saying, I think he saw how the writing for these villains was getting better. Yeah. And they're attracting talent, so he's seeing what that talent's doing. He's like, all right, so I think it's it's comfortable for me to step foot in there. I was just very scared seeing the announcement because I think of Spider-Man 2, I think about Jamie Foxx and Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man 2. But then if you take that out your head and you can think about what's-his-name is Doc Ock Mm -hmm. and the original Spider-Man 2 to make you feel a little better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope this really stand out because these... uh, Sp- like Spider-Man: Homecoming was, even though Michael Keaton was great as a grounded, darker villain, it's still like a real fun movie with like silly stuff. I hope that this could raise the stakes and make it darker, even though he's not gonna be in New York or nothing. He's gonna be traveling around the world, saving lives. And see, I don't want this to be like a like a travel movie. <laughs> Spider-Man on a plane. Why is he over there? Yeah, explain that to me. Hopefully, it's for like one quick scene or something. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so uh, next question I have, I will stay on the um, Sinister Six side of things. Do you want Sinister Six in this movie? Because when I first... Not in this one. Y'all can make another little hint to it. Yeah, I think they're going to tease. I don't think he's going to have a big role. I think it's going to be like at the end he's going to appear because they're going to somehow form Sinister Six maybe for Spider-Man 3 or a little small group team up for... A group to battle the Sinister Six. Yeah. Maybe this is where they bring the Netflix shows in. Netflix and Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man and the Netflix. They got Daredevil, Spider Man, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage all battling the Sinister Six. That'd be the way. That'd be the only way because those monsters or those villains are not strong enough. <laughs> are not? Yeah, they're not strong enough to battle. Uh, Avengers team, because yeah. they are <laughs> Thor alone <laughs> would wipe Hulk. them out. Yeah, Hulk, Thor, like we don't even need y'all help. Captain America, you couldn't even put the fist to cuffs with him. But we all know the Netflix shows they ain't really that strong. Jessica Jones barely swings punches and kicks. She's a detective. They re- they really could have put the Netflix heroes in Avengers. Have them also be being disintegrated. Yeah. And then when their shows premiere, don't mention it really. That they're not gonna. They didn't do that in uh. Oh, they of Shield. They tried. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Agent of Shield usually right on it. They even they mentioned it. They literally said Thanos is in the process of taking over <laughs> the world, so there won't be a world for you guys to save here soon. And what do they do? Don't care. <laughs> they're just gonna. They have to just at least mention it. Hey, that is so dumb. And Netflix, yeah, they who they use the excuse. You don't know what timeline this is in. I don't like that. <laughs> it makes me not want to watch those shows for some reason. Yeah, like I, I kind of want them to go back and just never mention the Battle of New York. I want the stuff to connect. I almost want, don't put the MCU stuff at the beginning. This don't count as that. <laughs> right. Just something. Either go fully connect or don't connect at all. Because who knows where Cloak and Dagger is going to be. The Runaways is, seems like that's a di- stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> That is in suburban. That's in the suburban part of the MCU. Yeah, I know that will never. That's not going to connect to a thing. And I watched that show. It got better, but they never mentioned anything about the Avengers or nothing. Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, they definitely not going to mention nothing. For one, their shows don't need to be coming on so many different channels. I I don't like. I don't. I watch Freeform, mind you. I mean, I watch Pretty Little Lars. I'm gonna watch The Perfectionist. I watch Famous in Love. 
<laughs> but I don't want to watch a superhero show on that channel. Every, all of them should have been on Netflix or some on Netflix, some on ABC. Or they could have just saved it to when this Disney streaming platform comes out in a few years. Yeah, they really should have. That would have made it easier on everybody. Yeah, nobody was begging for like, oh, I can't wait for Cloak and Dagger. Mm, and then we got uh, the, what is that team? What's that show called? The, I cannot think of what it has. Squirrel Girl and all of them on there. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got that coming out. I'll be confusing that with Cloak and Dagger because they both seem like sappy teen dramas. <laughs> so we'll see, but... Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All right, so you're hoping for Sinister Six down the line. Yeah. Me as well, because when you hear Sinister Six and team up in Spider Man, you instantly get Sony vibes. Yeah, I think of too many characters. And the t- t- multiple times they botched that attempt. So we'll see. Um, they got two characters in, and and this one's already four deep somehow tastefully. I think Marvel they're probably gonna do it just to show like Sony. Sucks. Yeah, just to prove a point. They, they, they was probably like, we got to do it in the second one. Uh, the show. Just to show. <laughs> it's either that or it's the Sony part of the team. Like, we got to add more villains. This is success. Trying to add more <laughs> villains because we our villain thing, we know it could work if it was just done right. <laughs> they really were going to, like, stop. How long was that going to take? <laughs> they couldn't get through two. They had to. They had regular one villain, third one. We need multiple villains. <laughs> they jumped a gun. <laughs> that is crazy. It is always every time you run into that villain problem, new new franchise. Uh huh. That's the Madden. That's the Madden curse. Yeah, too many villains. Or the NBA Coach of the Year curse as it's being taught now because Dwayne Casey oh, yeah, he get going fired. <laughs> <laughs> got fired. Uh, all right. Now I need to see what's going to happen with Venom. Is Venom yeah. ever going to make it? Throw Venom in this next Spider-Man, or this, mention him. I already know this Venom. I'm having a feeling this Venom movie is going to be, it's going to come and go by the end of the year, so we ain't going to mm-hmm. be worried Reboot about it. Reboot it. Yeah. And maybe Tom Hardy will take a breath and ask nicely, that. may I play either Wolverine <laughs> or I'll play another villain in the Marvel MCU. He's going to be in Externals. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't, see, they get too... All because Inhumans failed at the movie. Now they're like, we ain't even gonna try to make this a show. We gotta make this a movie because of Inhumans. I'm trying to think. Inhumans, they, everybody got a first. Everybody, you don't knock them all out the park. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what an Inhumans movie would look like based off how bad that show was. Yeah, ignore what that show was. <laughs> if they can do this other movie, they can surely have done an like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It made it similar to that, but because they, out of nowhere, for like turning into a show with that cast, <laughs> you gotta get you a star. The characters they chose, they just would not make for a good featuring film, so there must be some different Inhumans. That the main would... ones is Black Boat, Medusa, Lockjaw. They could have made Lockjaw, could have been funny or something. Yeah, he they could have been voiced by like... Danny DeVito. Yeah, because he didn't talk on the show. Yeah, and, but make him talk. And Medusa's hair got cut off in the first or second episode. Yeah, and they could not do that. That's <laughs> how they, they took her weapon away. Uh-huh. That shows you they was working with a strict budget. Yeah, they could not do that. Have him a stone player or something. And then oh, play Black Boat. Vin Diesel said he wanted to play him. Yeah, Vin Diesel was going to do it. It had, it had to look good. <laughs> it had to have some positive Dang. upswings going on if he already signed on. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Vin Diesel really. Vin Diesel's smart. He was like, "All right, because I'm already doing a voice in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I can't lend my voice to anything else." But who could I play? 
Like, Black Boat don't talk. All right. So, huh. Genius, Vin. And I know they would have had him with the actual costume on with the mask. If it was in the movies. With the boat sign. But because uh, Cabby Kev don't get along with the OTV fellows. Yeah, and that one one guy, what's his name? Starts with an I, Ian or Ira. Something. That guy, I think, was the one who wanted the Inhumans movie. Once he left or stepped away from working with Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige was like, get that whack movie <laughs> off my docket. I'll let the I'll show y'all it would be a failure by putting it on TV, yeah. giving y'all a shoestring budget, casting whoever. <laughs> yeah, take the guy who's now on uh, Star Trek Discovery. Or yeah, something. my man immediately was like, "Hey, y'all ain't stopping my hustle." <laughs> hey, he has no appeal, no charm. Yeah, he gotta, really he had nothing. You gotta have some type of charm if you ain't gonna be speaking. Yeah, you gotta take the girl from Ballers. Put her in there, cut her hair off, <laughs> make her wander around Honolulu or whatever that was in that TV show. Take a black dude with some hooves, <laughs> who's uh, best friends with an Asian dude who can't think anymore. I, yeah, that show, I, <laughs> that show kind of trash afterwards. Speaking of jumping from show to show, that one girl that played Jonah Hill's girlfriend in 22 Jump Street, that was on the Carmichael show, then went over to Ghosted with... With uh, Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. Did that show quietly just get canceled? I know they said it. New episodes wasn't airing for a little bit. Yeah, because it like abruptly stopped. I hope it didn't get canceled. I like both of them. But uh, now she's on a Lil Rao show. That show definitely got canceled there. Both on Fox. Right. <laughs> yeah, the show's definitely gone. That's crazy. And then so Cedric the Entertainer, who's on The Last OG... Has a TV show coming out on CBS mm-hmm, with uh, my guy from uh, New Girl. Meaning, uh, he, unless they let him do, unless they gave him the Dion Cole uh, contract, Dion Cole can be on Angie Tribeca, Blackish, Grownish. See, he's able to do that because his role on Grownish is so tiny, uh-huh. as with Cedric the Entertainer. So I can see him being able to do multiple roles because I think in an interview, he, the way he was talking about it, he literally only comes in like one day to do like the two to three minutes he is on that show. Uh, so it will work. Um, all right. To close out this Jake Gyllenhaal topic. So the, in order to get the big three in Marvel movies, we already got Michael B. as Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Dead. Uh, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. Is it Mysterio? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, now I don't feel like I'm saying it funny. Because <laughs> I, I just sound like a wrestler. Just straight, just a wrestler. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. Uh, yeah, he playing Mysterio. So he's possibly going to play him in Spider-Man. May or may not die. He and was also uh, thinking about playing Rick Flagg in the Suicide Squad. I'm glad that didn't happen. Jake Gyllenhaal. He must have been like, nah, this, they got Will Smith. I want to act with Will I was and about to say, Robbie. for one, you know how quick they would have turned this into... Jake Gyllenhaal and Will Smith oh, yeah. cop comedy. It, a, it would not have been the Will Smith Margot Robbie movie. <laughs> that would have been a crazy. It would have been Jake. It would have been End of Watch too. Mm-hmm. Or, or ba- uh, Bad, Bad Boys, Boys with Jake Gyllenhaal and then Margot Robbie in the Gabrielle Union row. Dang, does it? I don't say anything where you can just take Martin Lawrence off. Like I got a problem with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence is good. <laughs> And no disrespect, this when you got the opportunity to get Jake Jelly, then you're gonna have to make it a a trace but uh, trace buddy cop movie. Um, <laughs> Dang, that'll be sweet. But something about Martin Lawrence with Jake Gyllenhaal don't fit right. Yeah, that's why you gotta have Will Smith to yeah. switch that, uh, change the yeah, uh, clean Dang, the muddy water. Good. That could be a great performance for Martin Lawrence because he gotta play like he don't like Jake Gyllenhaal as. He's a little bit jealous, even though he don't like Will Smith right now. He's a little bit jealous of Jake and Will's relationship. 
So that comedy ensues from that, and then they all got to work together. And then at the end, they hint at a new member of the Bad Boy Avengers. And then it could be like... <laughs> Bad Boy Avengers. Or somebody. <laughs> uh, Bad Boy Avengers. All right, so... Oh, yeah, so like I said, we got Killmonger, Michael B., Mysterio, possibly Jake Gilly. What movie or row or both should Marvel pitch to the one Leonardo DiCaprio for him to be in? It gotta be a big boy role. Let's see. So we got Captain Marvel coming up. Opportunities there. One of the Kree aliens, big Kree alien or some sort. Nah. Captain Marvel's dad. <laughs> <laughs> or love interest. Leo gets all the. Nah. He gets all Girls. He'd be the Chris Pine of the Marvel Universe. Um, you got Spider-Man. That's already got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Black uh, Panther 2. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. I don't know nothing about the internals, externals, or whatever. That was just that big group movie that they got in the works. The Black Widow movie. Um uh, Yo, he could play like a Russian. Yep, Leonardo DiCaprio with a Russian accent, playing like the head of wherever Black Widow was trained at. Uh. Y'all could go ahead and make him like Adam Warlock. You could do that. He's that a, would be weird looking. Yeah, I mean, he's a perfect human being, but it's like Adam huh. Warlock is. That's that would be very. Un- or have him do some CG stuff. Who's a CG character? Um, or have him play Craven, because Craven. Was gonna be in Black Panther, and he's also mm-hmm. a Spider-Man villain. That would be a reason to use him twice. Uh, speaking of all this Marvel talk, did you look up what that Avengers Four plot was gonna be? Uh, uh-uh. that I had to read that thing twice. <laughs> I was like, this is. I ain't gonna spoil it for people who don't want to know, but it it really reads. Oh yeah, I did read some of that. Oh yeah, that. That's what the movie's about. That's it. It has to be. Because <laughs> it's not what everybody thought it was going to be. I mean, it's kind of like that, but it also it makes sense for why all these people are coming back, why they are dressed in their old costumes. I was like, this, play, this I don't care if I know what's going to happen. This movie's about to be sweet. <laughs> I'm going to go in there and watch it, as, and if it plays out the way it plays out and like that, I'm going to be like, uh-huh. I don't care. This movie's still real good. But all right, so, um, so you said Craven for Leo. Uh, who else could he play? Something. Uh, Carnage. Have him and Tom Hardy go heads up. Anything is better than the alleged Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. I don't want to see that. I know he's going to be it. <laughs> I don't want to see Woody it. Woody Harrelson, you also got a big year this year. Uh-huh. Woody Harrelson, uh, he had a comeback, too. I feel like it was right around semi-pro era where he made his comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because he's also in another underrated comedy by the name of Friends with Benefits, starring one Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And that's why when people talk about the geniuses, like the genius, one-of-a-kind entertainers, you got your Childish Gambinos, uh, aka Donald Glovers, you Justin Timberlakes, because he can sing, he probably can rap, he can act, <laughs> he can dance, he can play instruments, he's just an entertaining personality, catch him on Ellen, catch him on Jimmy Fallon, always making you laugh. Oh, man. One of the people, 50 Cent, good businessman, good act. Okay, actor. <laughs> Great rapper. Hey. I saw the trailer for uh, Prison Break 2. What's that movie called? Escape Plan. Escape Plan. <laughs> yeah, I ignored it just like I ignored the first movie. All right. I mean, I'm going to see it. Not nothing. I'm tired of seeing. Fi- 
some reason when 50 Cent got them pair of glasses on, Nerd. like you ain't got no muscles. Get the strap. And you, yeah, <laughs> you don't look comfortable at all. Uh, all right, so moving on, staying on the topic of one Leonardo DiCaprio. Just want to bring up that him and Steven Spielberg may reteam up for the U- Ulysses S. Grant biopic. Oh. On the surface, that sounds very boring. <laughs> <laughs> but when you got Leonardo DiCaprio, as all automatically makes it great. And then you got him te- teaming up with Steven Spielberg, and they made Catch Me If You Can, which was a great classic movie. All signs looking like this might be around like Revenant drama era. Hopefully they eliminate the J. Edgar biopic uh, disgust from that movie and make a great film. So be on the lookout of that. Add that on top of the many movies Leonardo DiCaprio got in the works. I think he really is just taking a break from acting until he has to shoot this Once Upon a Time Hollywood movie this year. And then once he starts getting back in the movie, that's when he's just going to drop movie after movie mm-hmm. after movie after movie. <laughs> All right, lastly, uh, for what I got, Zombieland 2 is hoping to drop in October 2019 with the original cast, meaning Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, the wickedly talented Emma Stone. <laughs> I just watched when John Travolta right. did that again. Adele that's it. That's it. That was a stroke, if anybody's that ever seen one. crazy. And uh, Abigail Breslin. All team back up to do Zombieland. According to the writers... Because the writers, they're on a high right now. They better uh, they better try to get this Zombieland movie off while they can because they got Deadpool, Deadpool 2. They're uh-huh. working on Clue. So they're probably hot commodities right now. So I know they definitely want to get this Zombieland 2 off the ground since that TV show did not get off the ground in them a few years back. I all about that. So it says it's coming out October 2019. Like I asked with Bad Boys for Life, is it going to come out in October 2019, like they say, or like they are hoping for. I feel like it's that one's probably not. Yeah. I, I hope, but my anticipation for the movie got is getting lower and lower. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't think it's going to come out. Yeah, it'll be different if the, the, the cast is just it's such a strong cast now. You got Jesse Eisenberg, he's busy. Deciding if he should shave his hair or not shave his hair to do, uh, yeah. uh, play Lex <laughs> Luthor again. Like we just mentioned a little bit ago, Woody Harrelson stayed busy. Emma Stone stayed busy. She's an Academy Award winner, so the price tag for her don't jumped up. Abigail Breslin, can't honestly tell you the last time I've seen her. <laughs> I, Abby B. She was in uh, Osage, August County, or whatever that movie yeah. is. Yeah, that movie came out a few years ago, and I only remember that because I got the movie, and when I watched it recently, so that's the last time I seen her. So who knows what she's up to? I'm sure she's busy. So I, I like like you said, I don't see it coming out in October 2019. I would love to see it, see them attempt it again. Will it be as good as the first one? No, uh, probably not. But I'm down to give it another tr- or give it a second try with the sequel and see what they got there. All right, you got anything you want to touch on before we move on to the punishment segment? Uh, let's see. Just did you see the Mowgli trailer for uh, what's his name? His Jungle Book, Andy Serkis's Jungle Book movie. They draw the trailer. I'm like Andy Serkis. You really could have just did like a different movie. <laughs> this day, it don't. For to me, it don't look as good as Jungle Book, and also. Because this is a Jungle Book movie, it's the same plot. Yeah, that's what I don't like. That's why it's always who gets to drop their movie first. Adam's great. He, 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 I was reading an interview and he was saying it's different from this trailer. <laughs> nope. 
And so because it wasn't different, it had me judging it on whose snake looked better. <laughs> whose Mowgli, which one of these little boys looked more like Mowgli? This one looked like a girl off this little screen grab I'm looking at. It really does. <laughs> yeah, this one, I feel, they tried to put more emphasis on it being about him. But just like the other one, you got the lion, I believe, is played by like Benedict Cumberbatch instead of Idris. Yep. Uh, just nothing. Now, I don't know who's playing some of the other ones. I think Lapita's the snake. Uh, Kate Blanchett is... Is that the snake? I think so. So she's the snake instead of uh, Scarlett Johansson. But ba- Babalu, or Baloo, or whatever his name is, is Andy Serkis. Yeah. Christian Bell <laughs> is playing. Now, is the, so the, no, there's no music in this one, probably. No, I don't think so. So what they filling that time up with? <laughs> more more dialogue. <laughs> this, it looks so similar to the other... Uh, or the other Jungle Book movie, so very interesting. It made me feel embarrassed for Andy Serkis for some reason. <laughs> and I like Andy Serkis. Yeah, Andy Serkis drops nothing but heat, so hopefully it's the trailer don't do it justice. I, I gotta watch it, though. something different yeah, I ain't in trying, it. I ain't trying to watch the same movie over and over again. Yeah, that made me feel, yeah. We're gonna do a Lion King movie after John Favreau do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just follow behind you, play boy. Oh, man. Hey, did you see the Happy Time Murders trailer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That movie looks hilarious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just the fact that the different amount of people that was set to star in it instead of Melissa McCarthy was crazy. Uh-huh. It looks like the focus ain't even really where. It's with, mm-hmm. the, it's with the puppets. Yeah, that looked good. That looked like, so it looks like Melissa McCarthy going to have two good movies this She's year. She's going to be on the street. It's like the time when she was dropping Heat and Spy all around the same time. Oh, yeah. This might be her time again. Yeah, this movie looked funny. Who's... Oh, yeah, originally... When this uh, they announced this movie in two thousand and eight, woo! It uh it got picked up two years later by Lionsgate, and they wanted to put it out in two thousand eleven, and they had offered Cameron Diaz, no thank you, <laughs> the lead role, who has retired from acting. Yeah, and then she dropped out, and they went ahead and went with Catherine Heigl. Definitely a no thank you. And so then that, I can picture them in those movies though. And then that didn't work out. And so in 2015, a different studio got the rights to it, and they said we're gonna go ahead and do Jamie Fox, which is a big change yeah, from yeah, a blonde hair woman. And then I guess that didn't work out, so they went with Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> hey, how you go from Jamie Fox to Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> so I guess this role didn't matter what type of person nope. or who it is. It's just a role. So, yeah, but that looked funny. And what else? I saw uh, they about to make them a little Godzilla universe. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I ain't got nothing else. That was confusing to me because it said Tahoe or Toho or whatever yeah. is taking it back from Warner and Legendary after the... 2000, or 2021. So what that mean? No more King Kong Godzilla crossovers? Yeah, I guess that's just one thing. And their description of it was whack. Like, you're going to get a bunch of, like... Mothras and I hope they know <laughs> somebody needs to go in this whatever their boardroom where they at look them dead in their eyes. I don't want and that. Let them know <laughs> a solo Mothra movie. I don't want will it. not work. Nobody wants that. But all right, all right. So speaking of franchises, that leads me to the punishment segment for this week, and the only nominee I have is Universal. Uh, whatever that that movie studio, the reason being, for the dark universe 
possibly not being dead like we all assumed it was going to be. Yeah, let it die. Now, let me read a Instagram post from somebody who might be working on it. <laughs> and the title of this uh, post was Universal's Dark Universe Might Not Be Dead After All. And that elicited a bunch of groans from myself. <laughs> somebody from the, by the name of The Robert Vargas on Instagram put, Great meeting this morning with the amazing hashtag Dark Universe team. <sighs> Thank you, hashtag Universal Exec, Holly Galeen, and Crash for the hospitality. Looking forward to contributing to the Universal Pictures legacy with my work. Monster things are in the work. <laughs> Winky face. Stay <sighs> tuned. Hashtag amazing people. Hashtag Robert Vargas. Hashtag Robert Vargas art. Hashtag can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> hashtag LA. Hashtag artist. Hashtag LA murals. So in the picture he got, I believe, is a <laughs> Dracula. Oh, Dracula poster in the background. So that, him saying Dark Universe team, him saying Universal, right. him saying monster things are in the works, got us all thinking Universal ain't done with their monster universe. They're cocky. After the mummy bombed, literally, <laughs> um, they immediately took the, what was that one movie they had on the docket next? It was going to be, had Johnny Depp in it. Oh, yeah, the Invisible Man. Yeah, that. The Bride of Frankenstein. They took that off. Uh, they lost their architects of this universe, Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan. <laughs> and the guy who wrote Invisible Man, Ed Solomon. They were really trying to... And they did this all in silence. Because they knew, we all assumed, <laughs> that once the mummy did awful, it wasn't looking good yeah. for the rest of y'all. So the fact that they are not dead after all... Makes me think, are they going to reboot this thing and give it another shot? Y'all better not start off with Mummy again. D definitely not. <laughs> Y'all could have just... They're probably going to start out with one of these other uh, monsters, realize it don't work again. And, and then we're going to have it based around Tom Cruise. Nah, fam. No, <laughs> thank you. Oh, man. I like Tom they, Cruise. They but took a team photo they, with all the people from the Dark Universe. Bragging. This is what Marvel Marvel really got in people's heads yeah. thinking teams could just or universes just could be created all willy nilly. It don't work like and that. And they're doing it. At least Mar Marvel Comics is a thing with different kind of comic book characters. Yeah, they so actually when you do the movie. You can do the same thing. Why are things like Transformers, <laughs> which is one entity, making little solo things for things inside that hey. one little small thing? Y'all getting greedy. Hey, take it stretching stuff. Like y'all tell Marvel movies, sometimes they need to be just solo movies. That's how these regular franchises should yeah. act. Solo movies. If you hear fans clamoring for one of these characters, then get to thinking about it. But no one has asked. No one asked for a Bumblebee side movie. See, that's crazy. But we getting it. <laughs> no one asked for a Snake Eyes movie. But apparently, uh, we might be getting that. No one asked for. Uh, <laughs> No one really asked for a King Kong and Godzilla movie. Yeah. Because the t t maybe if the time period wasn't so far <laughs> apart from when y'all making these movies. Because I forgot I kind of liked that Godzilla movie, but it was so long ago now. It was good. I had ATJ in it. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I'm good with any ATJ movie. Uh, and it had, and then got King Kong was, it was cool. It wasn't. It was better than like I remember it being because every time I think about it and then I go back and look to where I ranked it, it's higher than what I think about it. So it's, it's cool, but sometimes you, you know that, sometimes you just don't need side character movies yeah. and turn them into franchises. It's not necessary. You're trying to stretch it. You can just literally... Elastic. 
you can just literally make these little monster movies on your own. And if they somehow are all successful, all all successful, yeah. then you can do your little whack team up movie. And then we could be done with it, but not beforehand. Stop stop coming up with these plans beforehand, please. So Universal, you're on punishment. Go sit in the corner. Y'all suck. And just take this franchise word, remove it from your dictionary, please, because it is just not working out. All right, so moving on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show. We got to resolve, I think, Deadpool from last week. So let me pull that up. All right, so Deadpool is sitting at, I believe, an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Let me see if it's still up. Oh, it dropped down to 83 in a okay. matter of a few hours. So on, or for me, I gave it a fairly high 90%, which I regret. What did I say then? You gave it an 87. Oh, okay. Giving you the victory Woo. for this week. Why did I think I was going to get a 90? <laughs> I got to know, like, uh-huh. just some movies with that type of humor are not going to be ranked super high because there's some buzz kills out there. I'm surprised I was that close. Dang. All right, so you get the victory there. I'm trying to find the... I didn't know Show Dogs came out. Mm-hmm. I have no clue who that movie is. Will Arnett's a talking dog movie. Uh, Ludacris. <laughs> Jordan Sparks. Gabriel Iglesias. Shaq. I didn't know that... Shaq. <laughs> That looks so funny just going down seeing actors' names. Mm-hmm. Shaq. I, saw, I, was, I was surprised when I saw that LeBron is doing a voice in that one little movie that, or animated movie Channing Tatum is in. I forget what it's called. It's like the Bomb of Snowman or something. No, that ain't it. This movie got 23% freshness and a 25% audience score. I mean, it looked whack. I was just going to ignore it. All right, so that leaves the totals being me 13 you 13 as well so we're tied at 13 and then we oh my gosh next week we'll resolve solo a star wars story but we got two more for this week and those movies are let me uh, get back to the game oh don't be acting funky now zero zero all right uh so the first movie is action point uh, with my boy johnny knoxville mm-hmm. let me see uh, let me look up his. I need to look up a specific movie. I got one movie in my head. I'm gonna go ahead and put it down while you're thinking of it. I'm, the number I got at this moment is very low. I got thirty percent. <laughs> I was about to say thirty-nine. All right, you staying uh, yeah, with it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with thirty-nine. Thirty-nine percent. Feels like Johnny Knoxville's triumphant return to movies, <laughs> especially these goofy, these little. Physical, hilarious humor movies. All right, so 39% for Action Point, you giving it, and I'm going to go with 30%. So we're going to see who's going to get the W. Bad Grandpa out of 60%. He needs to just do his movies where he, where's, uh, he's actually doing the stuff in public, and oh, they yeah. put a story around it. Because it worked with Bad Grandpa. All right, moving on to the last movie, the movie you're looking forward to, Adrift, starring Shailene Woodley. And oh, this movie look whack. <laughs> and Wills, aka uh, Sam Claflin. Yeah. So, what are you giving <laughs> a drift? Right. This is a movie where I don't have nothing to grasp at to <laughs> come. <laughs> uh, that's why I have the first number of that character in my head. I just put it down, and it's forty percent. I'm gonna go. My number feels high. 
You know 60. what? You going for six? That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> it could be. It has that look of an awful looking movie, but also a sixty percent looking movie. Or maybe I should go down to fifty, dude. You could cut it right in the middle. I'm going fifty. All right, fifty percent. Because this, you never know if this movie could be like a Blake Lively's water movie, mm-hmm. or if it could be like Rest in Peace Paul Walker's water movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm only going to see it because it got Shailene Woodley in it, I, I, even though she got some bangs that yeah. I'm not fond of. The trailer for this movie was not nothing I need to see. It looks like Sam Claflin is just literally laying down the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if that's the case, then I'm fine with it. Let Sam Claflin is cool with me. I'm, I want to see Black Klansman since apparently Spike Lee has a movie that has people giving 10-minute standing ovations. This must be the greatest movie. Ten minutes in elevation. He already won in awards and stuff. All right, maybe going. Maybe this is a, a Spike Lee's return to glory. Good movies. I still haven't watched the trailers once again because that pinpoints the fact that I just rarely watch trailers now. In my head, for some reason, I thought this was like an action movie. It's not. I thought it was a buddy cop movie. It's like a buddy cop movie, but not like buddy cops doing action. Hmm. <laughs> All right. That reminds me of I saw or I looked. Not like watched. I just saw that the trailer for City of Lies was up, which is the story of Biggie's murder, dealing with the detective and the journalist who was trying to solve his murder. Which reminds me of the TV show I just got done watching, Unsolved. So they late. Like I don't want to see this because <laughs> Johnny Depp is literally playing the character that was one of the stars of this TV show. Whoa! My God, bad timing. Y'all just don't want. I don't want to see Biggie's and Tupac's murder rehashed yeah, over and over again. Wasn't soft. It's and who is Biggie and Tupac in this movie playing? Somebody I playing them? You're going to see. Hopefully not. The funny thing is, un- Unsolved, they said a guy on the show, a guy confessed to being a part of Tupac's murder. He literally confessed to being the guy who was shooting the gun and the reason why he shot him. And then at the end, when they was doing like, you know, you put the pictures, you put the text underneath to show you where everything's at now. They said in 2008, the guy that they said confessed to the murder had, did confess in a documentary that he was a part of Tupac's murder. Like, okay, where was all this? Uh, where that was is the, crazy. Where was the news? <laughs> Do we literally not care anymore because it's been so long we just right. gave up hope? <laughs> like, that was, that's weird, but whatever. All right, so for Adrift, I gave 40%. You're rocking with 50%. 50. Those movies come out in two weeks, so we'll resolve that then. And what we got? Blu-rays? Uh, that was next. Blu-rays for this week. I forgot to do a throwback, so we only got two. We have Game Night. I'll put that as a must-own. That movie was way funnier than I expected it to be. One of the funniest, probably going to go down as one of the funniest movies of the year. Definitely is so far, so put that at a must-own. Shout-out to my boy, uh, Lamorne Morn? Lamorne Cox. Is that his name? I think that's Laverne Cox. <laughs> Well, I combined them. <laughs> Whatever, my homie from New Girl. New Girl, that show just ended on a nice, funny note. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot that show ended. Shout out to him. And then the last movie for this week, we have Red Sparrow. I will put that as an accept as a gift because Jennifer Lawrence is in it, and I try to get a bunch of her movies. But the movie was... If she wasn't in it, it would be at might rent level or might stream level. But since she's in it, that puts it up uh, except as a gift. Cool. And that's all the Blu-rays for this week. All right. What movie are you trying to see before the next episode? Uh, Han Solo. 
Same. And that's <laughs> all I can. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at just hindsight. I may. I can't get. I'm going to finish watching 13 Reasons Why. I may. I can't guarantee. I may watch I Kill Giants. That movie was Zoe Saldana that came out last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard about that. I'm going to probably watch. Like, that slipped through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably watch like Six Balloons on Netflix or something. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I saw that. So. All right. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast, or whatchamacallit. You already know who I am. I am Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bratson III, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., Peter Party Starter, nor the God of Summer, Nate Yawine, Belly Rollin', who else I is, Nanos. Ned Pool, uh, uh, Nade Wilson, uh, Nomino, and that sounded like Nomino. That sounded like something Kenan Thompson would do on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> and Roly Man. And JR just shot that from Reddick range. Oh my gosh. Anyways, this is episode 96 of the podcast. We're closing in on 100. Let me know the what we should do. One. <laughs> the fact that we're going to get to 100 is a feat in itself. That's crazy. Because I got ADD when it comes to stuff. So uh-huh. I'm, no Meaning like, I'm tired of it. 100 weeks. <laughs> we did this podcast. And not 100 consecutive weeks. Yeah, not consecutive, but spread out over two years. Then count the five or six bonus episodes uh-huh. that we got. But we're coming up on 100 episodes. You can find this podcast on iTunes or on your podcast app on SoundCloud.com slash The Great Musical. And now on Stitcher. Still check it out on Stitcher. Don't know how to look at the numbers on there. Me neither. So there ain't but one button on this Stitcher. It took, I mean, for me to be even get it on Stitcher was a whole thing. (laughs) But who should be on episode 100? I have one guest, uh, but. All right, cool. Live with the guest. Um, <laughs> it's your boy, Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya Taylor, Joy Van Zant, a.k.a. Kai Dale, a.k.a. Terry Hightower, booking Gaging K. Who should I book? We should Fossil look, Man. We should bring family and have them dog our podcast because really. they're a bunch of haters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Milkshake's friend, she keeps saying, put my friend on. Her friend got a different vibe that <laughs> she'll yeah. have me with my arms folded, lean back away from the mic. She'll probably say, all Marvel movies suck. <laughs> I have no clue what she... That's that's the problem. Don't know what she'll say. <laughs> Fossil Man, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Neon Ember, <gasps> a.k.a. the FPG. Tell me if you know what that means in the comments. Fantasy Playoff... Forefather. <laughs> I don't even know. What the, I was blanking on what the last letter was. FPG. Right. Fantasy. <laughs> I don't know why the G blanked. Player for <laughs> the word bender, the bar jumper, Uncle Hami. Sweet lady, uh, would, would you, you be, be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Hey, just, just call it or receive me. Okay. me. All right. Hey. Who's stinking up the joint?
Theo James sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Nina Dobrev. Alex Rowe sucks. Hey, Nina Dobrev got a CBS or NBC show. Oh, yeah, I just see that. Jack Taylor Kiss sucks. Romney Malco sucks. Chingy sucks. Shout out to Ansel Elgert. We need a movie. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting quiet out here. Yeah, Ansel. I don't like that. You, I, I wanted to watch some of these award shows, especially you got the MTV, TV, and movie awards. You know you're going to get Ansel in that crowd, yeah, suited and booted. Dumb. I didn't get to watch the Billboard Awards, but I'm sure he was somewhere yeah. in the crowd looking stoop. They had Bad Baby there. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, that's something I shouldn't be watching. I can't do it. Oh, well, this is the planet, I guess. Uh, I guess I got to get used to it. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, oh, yeah, speaking of Nina Dobrev on that same show. Uh, Jane Smith's girlfriend is on. Who's Jane Smith's girlfriend? She is a weird. <laughs> you think of Jane Smith's personality? This is how she looks. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Smith. Yeah, she looks kind of dirty, but girlfriend. I ain't judging. Look at her. <laughs> this is her Odessa Adlo. Yep. Uh huh. I ain't judging. I mean, I need a better, closer up look. Okay, and I'm recording this on the podcast. You just go from Kylie or Kendall, whoever he was dating back in the day, to she looks tripped out. <laughs> this picture of her is yeah, she, is... she looks like he acts <laughs> like a loony. <laughs> she looks like a mix of this girl is crazy looking. <laughs> this picture is wild. <laughs> Is a psycho. She looks like a mix of uh, Paris Hilton and old girl that we playing crazy people in all the movies, Juno Temple. Dang, <laughs> she looks wild. They've been together for since he's at Dreads. Uh, yeah, they've been together for a while, I believe. Keep it on the down low. Uh, John Travolta. <laughs> Alright, I don't know. This podcast is still recording. Alright, you gotta end this off with, uh, yeah. Usher! 100!